Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 150. I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand in the Morning Show. Episode 150, a very special episode. I will be talking to The Walking Dead's own Pollyanna McIntosh. Hopefully soon to be in The Walking Dead Rick Grimes movies. We'll ask her about that. She'll be calling any moment. That being said, my co-host Jamie from Light FM in New York is not here today. She couldn't make it. So it's just me, unfortunately. So I miss Jamie, of course. We've got lots to talk to uh, Pollyanna about. She has a new movie out called Darlin'. It's in theaters. It's on video on demand on most of your streaming services. So we'll talk to her about that. We'll talk to her about The Walking Dead. And of course, Jamie will be back next episode. Promise. All right, here she is. She's calling now. Let me get that. Hello, Pollyanna McIntosh, please. Hello, I'm here. Hi, this is David Brody. Welcome to uh, Walkers and Talkers. Uh, Thank you, mate. This is a big week for you. Yes, it's a very exciting time. I'm thrilled for people to see Darlin. Uh, I, so, okay, so Darlin is out in theaters now. Uh, you starred and directed in it. And uh, I watched the trailer. I watched both trailers, and I'm a little disturbed. Is that okay? You're welcome. <laughs> Good. Uh, we're going we're gonna to dive into that. Uh, but, of course, I, I have to talk to you about well, one of your last uh, roles, which is probably still a current role. We'll talk about that. Uh, you, of course, played Jadis and Anne on The Walking Dead. Yes. 
that um, that wonderful character I was given. I, I love her. Uh, very unique. Uh, now, when looking back on on that experience, which may or may not be, it's clearly not over yet. Do you do you first think of yourself as Jadis or Anne or both? How does that work with you? You know, she's she's always Jadis. Okay. Uh, whatever's going on, she's always Jadis. She she created that character for herself for a reason. It served her very well. I think that it was wise of her to drop it when she was she'd lost all her community and it was a heartbreaker and she needed to move forward and it, it didn't serve her so well in that new community, um, which is where the, the Anne character comes in. Um, but, you know, she lived that life. I mean, you, you can't forget, you know, you can't forget. Well, speaking of, of, of losing your community, that I have to say as an actress and as a fan of watching you, that scene of you in the junkyard after everyone was killed was gut-wrenching watching you in the white dress with the blood on it. Um, Really, really, uh, you know, especially you were a character we weren't really supposed to like, and Mm. you managed to pull emotion and sympathy out of people. So bravo for that. I just wanted to say. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, uh, Yeah, that still makes me upset thinking about it, actually. Yeah. Was it it easier for you to play Anne? Because she's more of a normal speech pattern than it was for Jadis, or was it less challenging? How did you feel about that? It was weird at first, you know, the the change. It was odd. I missed I missed that that hair. I was going to say that awful hair. I love that hair, but you know, a lot of people like dumb and dumbered it up. Uh, had fun with it. Um, I I missed her armor, you know, that she had on as Jadis. It was more vulnerable to be Anne. Right. Um, there was more. There was more of the sort of pain body of the experience there, you know, to be seen. But that also meant that she got to be more connective. You know, she she built this relationship with Gabriel, and she she really cared about the people around her, and so she cared about her community as Jadis very much as well. But she just she just was a little bit more raw as Anne, I found. Um, so there were benefits to it as well. Okay. Uh, now IMDb says it's confirmed. I've read different articles. I've seen interviews by you. Uh, are you able to confirm that you are in the Rick Grimes movie? No, I'm not able to confirm, but um, it would make sense for her to be in there. It would be, and I know that you're hoping to be. So we'll just go ahead and say we're hoping that you'll be in it. Um, Now, I don't know if you're following along with Fear the Walking Dead. but It is amazing. It's been great this season. In fact, the last two seasons, especially with Lenny James and now Austin Emilio has joined the show. They are clearly trying to bring the shows together. Uh, I don't know if you saw the helicopter episode, but it's the same helicopter from your episodes with the same yeah. circular logo. So um, they're clearly trying to tie everything together. But my question is, in fear, the the character Althea was on the helicopter, but she doesn't tell anybody she was on it at the moment. On, yeah. on your show, Father Gabriel knows about the helicopter. Negan knows about the helicopter. There's been a six-year time skip. Mm-hmm. And any idea or opinion as to why they haven't mentioned the helicopter? Um, you know, Gabriel hasn't seen it, um, so he's not necessarily for sure aware of it. Right, but he's aware um, that you're taking people. Like, he's aware that something's yes. going on, right? Yes, that's true, that's true. And um, I loved how Negan was so fascinated by it, but he didn't push it too far. He didn't push it too far with um, with Anne in their confrontation about it. Um, so he's a politicker and a chooser of, of when to mention things as well, you know. Um I just, I'm kind of like everybody else. Like, I know, obviously, certain things, but I'm also kind of enjoying the mystery and kind of enjoying seeing how they're going to make it all work together. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I know you can't say, I know. But that episode, Losing Rick, uh, at least on the show, obviously very powerful, an incredible episode. Um, But the show, thankfully, 
uh, I'm sure you would agree, has been fantastic, even without you and Rick, keeping the, the, the excitement about the show and the upcoming movies alive. Yeah, absolutely. We've got, we've got an incredible cast, you know, and the newcomers um, have just proved themselves as well, you know. I, I have so much respect for the cast and directors on this show and who they bring to it. Um, they really focus on the right people for the role. Um, sometimes that means a star like Samantha Morton. Sometimes it's somebody you've never seen before. Um, with Jadis, when I went in on the audition, they were like, we don't know if we're going to cast a man or a woman yet, um, which I, just shows they're out-of-the-box thinking, you know, super cool. So I, I, I think it's a hugely important and wonderful show still, and, and, uh, and I, I love the diversity of it. I think it's a very hopeful show, especially at the moment. Well, whether or not you do the movies, you are directing Darlin, which we're about to talk about. Would you ever, like many of your fellow co-workers, go back and direct an episode of Fear or The Walking Dead in the future? Yeah, you know, I went I went along to uh, the Fear set not long ago. Um, uh, Mikey Satchazimus was kind enough to let me be there um, and kind of watch him work and shadow. Um, I would definitely love to go back and direct an episode of either. Um, I'm not the only one, and... Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping that that'll happen, uh, but there's nothing confirmed right now. Okay, great. All right. So, no. speaking of Darlin, thank you by the way for indulging my my uh, Walking Dead uh, fandom. Uh, now, speaking of Darlin, you, you did direct this. Now, this movie is a sequel, a direct sequel, from what I understand, to the movie from 2011 called The Woman. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so they came to me asking me to direct the sequel to it, and I said, well, who's writing it? And they said, we're, we're working on that. And I said, well, you found her already. I'll write it. So um, this is a, a passionate project for me because I did have so much respect for the woman and that character that I played in there as well. Um, but what I did was I wrote it as a standalone film so that even if you have no idea about the woman and that doesn't mean anything to you, you can come to this movie and really enjoy it for what it is. Um, and for fans of the woman, there'll be lots of little treats in there that they can see um, as well. Good. Now, as an actress, was it liberating for you to play the same character but get to direct yourself and set the tone of the character and maybe make changes to what it was in the first movie? That's a really interesting question. I never looked at it from that perspective before because, um, you know, I worked so closely with Lucky McKee, who directed The Woman, and I felt that we were really on the same page. Um, I'd also played her before in Offspring, which came out before The Woman. Um, so I came to that film with the character already under right. my belt. Um, she's definitely the same person. There's probably things that you know I bring to it, even subconsciously as a director that are, that are new and different. Uh, but I certainly feel that I'm honoring the character that Jack Ketchum originally wrote in the horror books. Um, Off Season was the first one and on from there. Um, and then, you know, again, inspired by his work, I wrote this as a standalone. So... So it's 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 kind of a wonderful mix of you know my history um, with this character and also this new fresh approach. It's a very uh, female-driven film, and I've been really glad to see the effect on both you know guys and women at the cinema. Um, it seems to be to be affecting um, people very strongly at film festivals, and so now it's getting a theatrical release and coming to iTunes and Amazon and you know all the digital platforms as well. It's like I'll really get to see how people react to it. So I'm just excited to hear back from fans. Well, the review of, of The Woman, the, the last film that you were in, was described by reviewers as disturbing and disgusting. <laughs> and I, I see that you, you take a little pride in that because you, you're, you're wanting to do the same with this film. Would you say that's a fair well, description of this? Because I watched the trailer, and it's definitely yeah, disturbing. Yeah, I, I, I think that you should be disturbed by, by some, some of the things in it. Uh, the themes are, you know, it's a social issue horror as well as an entertaining horror. Um, 
but I think disgusting, I reserve disgusting for cruelty. Okay, you know? fair uh, enough. I, I think that, that uh, horror can be, um, can be great. There's great freedom in it and there's great joy in it and there's a lot of heart in this film too. Um, of course, I love being grossed out by a bit of, bit of blood and gore. That's par for the course and there's plenty for people who like that in there. But there's also a lot of heart in this film, and I'm excited. For well, there's a couple of things in this movie, and I want to talk about what I what I saw in the trailer. But there's a couple of things here that, that reminded me of The Walking Dead. Number one, the main character in the movie, or one of the other main characters, is the young girl in the film. Yes. And uh, uh, she plays, uh, so that's Lauren... Uh, Canny? Lauren Canny. Canny. Uh, the yes. description I read uh, said she's a ferocious, feral teenager, which, by the way, sounds like all three of my teenage daughters, so... <laughs> <laughs> they must see it then. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so she bites people, right? So you're a feral community. I don't want to give too much away, but on the in the clips, you can see that she was sort of raised in the woods, and she's yeah. she doesn't really communicate, and she's taken in by a church, or yeah. and they're trying to you know save her basically, teach her how to be part of society. And in yeah. the trailer, she seems to like to bite fingers and and necks, and all, she's she's an eater, which of course reminded me of your zombie work. Yeah, she will. She will uh, act. She will bite you if you if you look like you're a threat to her. That's for sure. Just as a dog does, just as we would if we were we were you know animalistic in the wild and we had to protect ourselves with only what we have on our on our body. Your teeth and your claws are a good good way to start. Um, and my character is also one who can take people down by the throat. So there was a lot of fun yeah. in that. Um, it's definitely not got any of the supernatural in it. It's definitely not a zombie film. Right. But I think that there are, of course, crossovers where people will enjoy if they like a, sure. they like a bit of ferociousness. Well, in addition, I'm sure you had a hand in the casting of the film. Yeah. Uh, the great and lovable, adorable Cooper Andrews is in the movie. Yes, he's fantastic. He plays Jerry on The Walking Dead. Now, I've met him, and he is as he appears on television. He is lovable and huggable and warm. Uh, is he like that on set, or is he very serious? Cooper Andrews should be put into the water system for everyone to take a little sip. He is joyful. As you say, he's joyful and warm and open and loving. Um, and he was just like that on set. Um, everybody adores him. And not only that, but he's got a martial arts background. He's also got a sound um, background. He's a boom operator before, and so he was the best thing to have on indie film. He's also a very strong guy, so he helped move things around too. So he's just he's a he's all all the way around talent and 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 uh, kind guy. All yeah. right. Well, on The Walking Dead, everybody hopes that if anyone dies, it's not Jerry. So yes. I'm going to hope, and of course you can't say that nothing mm-hmm. bad happens to Cooper's character in this movie, because it looks like there's some people who get a little injured in this film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Cooper's character has to deal with my character at one point, and this is the first scene we shot together. Um, and it's a very comical uh, scene in a car where the woman is trying to take a car ride for the first time. So uh, Cooper's character is trying to help her find Darlin because he's really connected with Darlin. Um, and we had an absolute riot. I would, I would not put him in harm's way, but we did get pulled over by a cop at one point during shooting that scene. Oh, in real life? Yes, in real life. Oh, wow. Okay, very good. Um, might we see you at some uh, Walking Dead conventions in the near future? Yeah, um, I don't have a schedule on that right now because I'm so focused on the film. Of course, of course. My second film, so I've been in post-production on that. Um, And I've been shooting Lodge 49, which is also for AMC, which comes out August 12th. So I've, I've had a little bit of a break from conventions for a while. But, yeah, I love to do them. I love to meet the fans. So there'll definitely be more. And you can find me on social media at Pollyanna McIntosh. And I'm always announcing where I'm going to be. 
Fantastic. I mean, not when I go to the store, obviously, but, you know, when I'm doing a convention. Yes. Oh, you'll be at Whole Foods on Thursday. You're out of cheese. <laughs> Come see me at 3 p.m. for more milk. <laughs> Very good. The movie is Darling. It's open now. It's available on video on demand everywhere. Check your local listings, as they say. This was a pleasure, Pollyanna, and uh, I wish you nothing but success. Thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time. I do appreciate it. All right. Thanks, mate. Take good care. Bye. Well, Jamie, I'm sorry you missed the uh, Pollyanna McIntosh interview. Uh, it couldn't be helped. I understand that. We'll just have to hold it against you and give a count of how many episodes we've done. That being said, Jamie will be back for the next episode, but it's still time. What's that, Jamie? What time is it? It's time to shut this shit down all by myself. Hi, this is Pollyanna McIntosh, Jadis, a.k.a. Anne on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. They take, they don't bother. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.